Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Anthony Sane is the host of the Anthony Sane Show on Bluff City Media. Private Chief of Grizz, Twitter, independent journalist and founder of Asylum Media Group and father of five-star 2032 multiple prospect Gabriel Sane. Follow him on X at Sane. Asylum. Newest episode coming out noon of the yep. Anthony Sane Show. Yeah, check drop. out the, yeah, check out the podcast. I, I don't I don't promote the drop time because it's why you guys are on and you guys are a big help with what I do, so I don't ever promote the Bro, time. But since Jason is very Smith considerate is on the show, of you. Yeah, since but. Jason is on the show, you know, y'all check it out whenever you get free time today. After yeah. two o'clock, go check it out. We had uh we, we wrapped yesterday, we had good talk. I appreciate you having me on. Oh, yeah. Talk to everything big, from big Tigers time, to Grizzlies. Big time conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, appreciate you joining us as you do every Friday. Mm-hmm. We'll get to Grizzlies in, in Portland and giveaways and losses and mm-hmm. all that stuff. What do you think about the Tigers? Better without Malcolm Dangerous. All right. I saw you tweet <laughs> that. Let's get right to it. How so? Hey, let's talk about it. How are they better without Malcolm? Um, this has been Malcolm's best, best season on the court. Thousand percent. Out. Healthy. Um, showing initiative on both ends, been a rim protector, um, been able to score in the post, just offensive rebounds, just been incredible, like, on the court, right? But, there, like, there are things that Penny has said, and people have tried to crack the code, and I think we've tried to include everyone but Malco because we love Malco. You know what I mean? Like, we, we love Malco, right? He's got one of the best nicknames in college basketball, Big Malco. Like, Memphis is a, is a Malco movie market. Malco movie theaters are here. So you got a kid, he, he's, he, if he's putting on a show, He's Big Malco. Awesome name, right? So we all love Malco. He's huge. Uh, I'm not going to say baby face kid, but he's a huge uh, – he's, he's a huge kid, right? You know, he's, he's a very large man, and everybody just loves Malco, right? So you don't want to include – you don't want to assume that he's part of these conversations. But, I mean, come on, man. Let's, let's, be, let's call a spade a spade. Do, do whatever investigative work you want to do. When you're talking about chemistry issues and Penny saying things like, well, you know, I got guys that I can't play together and, these kind of weird things that Penny is saying, he's talking about Malcolm Dangers, man. And, and, and the thing is, understanding the human element, understanding just the way people are, understanding basketball, understanding sports, I'm sure Malcolm Dangers feels a way like the Willie Kemp's of the world felt who every year, like I've committed to be a part of this school. I was a top high school player locally, nationally, these type of things. And every year there are guys coming in that people are telling me I've got to step back for in my city, in my school, in my, you know, these type of things. And I'm constantly having to take a step back for these guys, right? Like, I can understand Malco feeling a way about that. And, like, I've been here five years, and every year is a different guy that, you know, whether it's Jalen Doran, whether it's whoever you're talking about. I'm having to, step, I'm having to step back for these guys. And I think that's been a consistent issue here with, that, with, with Malco. We saw Malco have the issues with Kendrick Davis 
during the NCAA tournament. We saw we saw this in real time. Like, yeah. it wasn't yeah. hearsay. And, and you hear things about Malcolm, things he's saying, things he's doing, his relationship with Penny, things he says. He gets up in a press conference and says, you know, as long as we play defense, you know, Penny don't care what, we, what we're doing on offense. I'm like, and people interpret that however they want to. And it's like, you see this, you see this stuff with the um, the academic allegations, mm-hmm. whatever. And it's like, Mal- Malco is a common denominator to, I think, a lot of issues here. But I'm not particularly harping on that, but I think they, they are issues. Like, I think it's it's an understandable thing, but it's a thing. Like, you know, when, when Jordan Brown's here and Malco's coming off the bench or he's starting and, and or whatever they were doing, there was a clear issue as far as playing time goes with those two guys. Jordan Brown leaves, Jordan Brown comes back, you see issues, right? You get Naquan Tomlin, who's better than both of those dudes. That dude, like y'all said, he's, that's a that is a professional basketball player. He's either NBA or high level overseas right. or something. He's that kid is a pro. Like you can look at him and tell he's a pro. But you can see Penny making provisions for Malco when they got got here because that kid wasn't starting when he got here. He was playing behind Malco and all these type of things. And and it's like yeah, he had a good game. Uh, they had a good game together. But I want to say Malcolm started that game or whatever. I'm like, and that kid is clearly the dude you need to be focused on. But you can tell Penny's trying to protect, you know what I mean, feelings or protect relationships and all those type of things. And like I said, now that Malcolm's out of the way and you don't have to worry about any of those type of issues, they're flat out playing basketball, man. And I'm, I, I hate that to be interpreted as Malcolm is a problem because it's an understandable problem. It's a human nature thing. You're a kid from Memphis, this larger-than-life kid here who uh, loves the city, the city loves him back, but he's constantly having to take a step back for guys who people are telling are better than him. They honestly, have been better than him. You know what I mean? Jordan Brown is on the one who, in theory, who is better than him, but when he actually got here because of the injuries and being out of shape and all that type of stuff, Jordan Brown hasn't been nearly the guy we thought we were getting. But it's it's understandable frustration, but, I, it, but it is a clear chemistry issue with Malco being here. He's one of those guys who he's going to speak his mind. He's going to say stuff that's going to be counterculture. And it, and it and it's, it's, I believe that it has caused issues with this team. Am I blaming, like, the, the, the bad losses on him? No. But this team we're watching now, the, the version of this team we're watching now, is playing very good basketball. And, it's, and he's sitting on the sideline. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to act like it's not a factor at all. But um, and and I I don't I don't I didn't put any of that out really to disrespect him, but just to be honest about it, like there, Penny has said, when your coach gets up and he says, "Man, there are certain guys I just can't put on the court together." That's a wild thing to say, bro. That you've got dudes on your team that I've got to, I've got to base my rotations around fighting and like how these guys feel about each other. And that's not that's not the way that uh, that sports work. You know what I mean? So, and I'm I'm willing to bet that Malco is a common denominator to a lot of the. I can't do this. I, these guys don't get along. Type. Well, I will say, I will say, you know, and again, I, I, I don't think it is just because I think it's mm. it's it's like a there's a cause and effect. Mm-hmm. But Malcolm did transfer, right? Yeah, he was leaving. He was gone. You know, he he <laughs> for whatever reason he said he didn't want to be right. And and then you know he ended up coming back, mm-hmm. and Penny took him back, and but it's like you know, I mean, they're that's a weird thing, right? You know, I mean, when you make the decision to leave. Mm-hmm. You're like, eh, I'll and if come you back. you've been a you you're a married man, but we've all been single men, right? We've all been men who play games with women, right? If a woman leaves you and she comes back, how how do you look at her? Right? How does she look at you, right? Like, there's that weird dynamic of, oh, okay, yeah, they come in with a certain type of energy, or you might come back with a certain type of energy, like, yeah, yeah, I'm back now, or whatever type thing, or, yeah, you know, you you get that type of stuff to happen. So yeah, I, I'll listen to that piece of it. I, I will. I mean, I again, I think it's 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 more of Penny committing. 
to a shorter lineup, which mm-hmm. I've been, right. we've been beating then the damn for sure. You know, yeah. and I think Malcolm just represents one less person to have to play. You know, and one, but, one less major personality you got to deal with, and, and that's true. But then, it, then it comes down to okay, but then those Jordan Brown minutes were so bad. bad yep, they were so right. bad. Like Malcolm, even even if he is, you know, a, a locker room cancer, mm-hmm. like he's still better. No, than he's Jordan better than Brown. Jordan Brown. Jordan Brown's I mean, that that's one of the like biggest misevaluations of college mm-hmm. basketball this year. I feel like. The idea that I mean, he was a good player for Louisiana last mm-hmm. year. He had 17 against Tennessee. Right. What the hell? Let me let me let me fix the whole statement. Then let me represent it. This team is better with the worst version without the worst version of Malcolm. Because if he comes in, he does his thing. Him and that uh, him and um, Tomlin are right. incredible matchup. You know, what right? I mean? you're, there's two serious bigs you're playing against. You know, what I mean, NCAA tournament, it would have been incredible, but. We got Malco sitting on sitting on the bench for whatever reason, with the allegations, or whatever, and he's ne- he hasn't really. I don't know. I'm willing to bet that he hasn't been, you know, go team go in his regards to playing a lesser role behind. I, him. I mean, I, look, I've heard that over the years. You know, mm-hmm. I've always heard over the years. Um, you know that Malco does it. The, like wanted to play out of. He thought he was being played out of position. Thought mm-hmm. he was more like you know Kevin Durant. You see it sometimes on the mm-hmm. court. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I did think like this year in particular. He was, I did, you know, and again on the court. I thought this year was like he was different. He's balling, going he was, crazy. He's having a yeah. career year. Yeah. He's game with eight blocks this mm-hmm. year. But I also wonder if that kind of, you know, adds to the confusion. The the issue, the 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 criticism is fair, whether you agree with it or not, because Malcolm has opened himself up to this with his track record yes. and the mistakes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I mean, in the end, whether you you felt bad when Mark. Uh, Mark Adams last night is saying they're better with Malco. And, you know, I saw people saying, well, Malco's got to see that and watch it. Oh, man. Malco's opened himself up to this mm-hmm. with, with the mistake. And, frankly, the fact that you got a guy who went into the portal, came back for the last year, and it's supposed to be, you know, as down mm-hmm. with Penny as, as anybody. He's the Memphis. He's the one that's been with Penny. And put them in this position right. is, uh, you know, again, I, right. I, I'd love to be able to defend Malco here. Mm-hmm. Good good dude, man, by all oh, everything yeah, I know about him. We've talked about everything Malcolm. else. Yeah. But he has put himself in this position mm-hmm. to well, be judged kind of like this. And with his track record. I mean, just then, fighting with Kendrick Davis last year in the tournament right. game. And not just that, you also see Tomlin taking his game to another level now that Malco's out of the picture, where he know he doesn't have to worry about anything with him. You've seen Tomlin come in and look like a monster in the last few games with this team. So there has to be something to that, man. Like, it's that's just human nature. Like, if you know there's a guy who's felt a way about you being there or who's the pecking order, all these type of things, when that guy's out of the picture – You've seen Tomlin go out there and look like what he's supposed to be is the anchor of this team, defensively and offensively doing stretches as well. So I think that that I think there's something to that. But it's cool. Like I, it, we, it's not like, you know, it's not like Malco's being benched because of on the court stuff. It's off right. the court stuff that's got him sitting. So like you said, this is what happens. This is the the door that you open when you get into that type of stuff. Uh, got Grizzlies Portland tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, oh, two so over lucky. the next two nights. <laughs> oh I hear you can get in for nine dollars. <laughs> but I just walk up and just walk in. No, we, we said about? for thirty-five, you can sit on the court and you get to make a draft pick next year. <laughs> you get to you get to go to the podium. <laughs> yeah, you get to announce it. <laughs> oh man, hey, this is this is probably going to be the ugliest game of the year. Two teams that are intentionally not trying to win. Chauncey was literally in the club last night. I'm sure he, he was. But does this, not this, care. Th- like this actually makes the game intriguing. Yeah, this is going. Somebody this, must win. 
It's the Jake LaRavia game right here. You know, like, who's he going to be? Like, mm-hmm. that, like it's, it's like when I was at the Raiders-Vikings game, it was 0-0 in the fourth quarter. It's like, somebody's going to win this game, right? right? Now, that game could have ended in a tie. This one can't. Mm-hmm. You know, so who who sucks a little bit less? How Man. close are they to worst roster in the league? No, the well, Wizards. Well, the Wizards are down there. How many how many All-Stars are on this Portland team? How close are they to the Man, bottom, just in terms of honestly, rosters? No, because these teams have done so much to make their rosters so ugly. Because Williams is, is your boy that you used to want here? That domain, please. Robert he, Williams. He's hurt. Time, he's hurt I know. He's never going to be right. He's always hurt. Yeah, dude. I, I'm no. not giving up on Rob. Uh, Aiden? Now, that dude, that uh, dude's he, career he has he gone. Ain't we'll see if Scoot becomes that. I mean, Simons, John and I both like. Y'all, Scoot has bothered me with these goggles on, man. Do you like Anthony Simons as a future? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like him. I mean, he's the one guy I can point to and say, okay. Yeah. Portland's I mean, roster is pretty bad. Like, it's even, awful. Even healthy is weird. Like, even fully healthy, their roster just is kind of a random mix of dudes out there. So, but Washington is just trash, though. They are. They have the Washington worst, got the worst, they record, have the worst roster. Yeah. Yeah. Washington got the worst record, for sure. Uh, he still had LeBron in overtime last night. But yeah. And LeBron had to take over. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Um, in yeah. terms of what Xavier Tillman had to say about the difference between Grizzlies and mm-hmm. Celtics, any issue with it? No, absolutely On the Gilbert Arenas podcast, for those that haven't heard Oh, yeah. So, what, so, for, I, so basically he was saying that we, all the Grizzlies did was dance. Tillman, yeah. you got to yeah. remember this. Tillman is still a young player. He looks 32, but he's a very young player, right? right. Kind of suffering with the same situation Malcolm <laughs> deals with, you know. But uh, – <laughs> Tillman's, he's only played for Memphis, right? So he's only been in one NBA environment. And when you go from the Grizzlies to one of the most heralded, historic, if they're not one, if they're not one A, they're one B, as far as the Boston Celtics. When you go to the organization, the way things are run, and then you're talking about a team who's full of vets, um, and even your your young guys are vets, you know what I mean? Guys like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum who've been playing in conference finals their entire career, you know yep. what I mean? Yep. Um, when you go into that type of situation, those guys, they handle wins and they handle losses. They've been through more. You know what I mean? Because they don't um, – a regular season win against if – the, if the Grizzlies beat the Lakers in a regular season game, they're going to have a party, you know, No question. The, the Boston Celtics is, is – We've been playing. We've had a rivalry with the Lakers forever. You know, what I mean, it's 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 a it's a win. Uh, it's another opportunity to get better. Not another opportunity for our, our final goal. Um, this Grizzlies team doesn't know anything about that. Like, so they're going to celebrate a rivalry against the the Minnesota Timberwolves or mm-hmm. the Lakers or whatever you're doing. Those games, you know, they're going to amp them up a little bit more. And um, I'm, I'm sure. Tillman probably notices, like, okay, these dudes really don't get too up or too down about anything. Like, they're, but they not turned, but they're beating, but they're beating are. everybody. You know right. what I mean? We're, we're beating everybody, but these guys really don't. They don't really have. They don't respond to wins and losses like we did last year. And we were we were a young team. The Grizzlies are a team who full of guys twenty four and under. Um, every year that Tillman was here, including himself, who was a young player. You know what I mean? So. Um, I think he's just noticing the difference between the two organizations. That's what Not particularly saying anything about the Grizzlies because there are some, there are some, some, some lunch pail workhorse teams that are ass. The Detroit Pistons seems like a pretty locked in team. It seems like they're probably yeah. they're pretty busy no, as right. usual, right? <laughs> but they're trash. You know what I mean? Like this, and there are teams who are who are you know fun teams who win. You know what I mean? That Phoenix yes. Suns team um, was the team that danced and celebrated and pregame hyped and. All those things too, and they went to the finals as well, just like Boston. You know, not knocking Boston because you really can't, but you know they haven't won the championships either. You know what I mean? So it's, it's not a championship pedigree there. They haven't won anything. They haven't won. See, I'm not saying they haven't won anything because they're a hell of a team. Uh, they haven't won a championship, so there's, there's no one clear path as far as how your locker room should be to be a championship level team. So, um, like I said, there are a lot of 
business-only teams that aren't good. <laughs> so, That's true. So, so uh, I don't really think that – I don't think he said anything bad, man. Like, I don't he's, mean He's a – it's kind of like, you know, and, and us as the Grizzlies, we kind of feel like in the co-parent situation where, like, like when the kid goes to dad's house – and then he comes back to mom. Well, how how was? Oh, it was great. And Miss So and So was there, and she makes me cinnamon rolls. Or like, oh, okay, now you feel. <laughs> it kind of feels like that, man. That's how we. That's how we're acting as Grizzly fans, as as the mom who's yes. watching their kid go to dad's house for the weekend, and now he's saying how awesome it is mm-hmm. at uh you know Miss Miss Susie's house or whatever. When 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 Miss Susie comes over to dad's house, how fun it is, whatever. And mom's like, hey, well, we had good times too, you know what I mean? So it's, that's how we're kind of acting with the whole thing. But it's it's a huge non-story. I'm, I'm happy for X. Hope he wins the championship. And he's a guy that this summer we just may look at re-signing at a, at a certain number, you know what I mean? So I'm not. I don't feel any way towards X, man, at all. Yeah, um, happy for the dude. For what uh, what do you make of the uh, giveaway? There's there's two giveaways, right? The mm-hmm. the little Grizz and then the Jawian shirt. What? Oh, a job like shirt like Stephen. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's the little Grizz? It's like a, it's like a little Funko. Uh, it's like a little fake. It's like a real? yeah. Oh, Nunco. It's not a Funko. Oh, it's a Nunco. Yeah, exactly. Nunco. <laughs> exactly. You haven't seen it. I mean, it's like you no. know, it's like a bat toy. Honestly, uh, it feels like a. Hey, I, 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 I wish I could pull it. It out looks like it's made out of like rubber ducky type. Hold on, I'm gonna go get it. Hold on. Yeah, go get that, bro. Because it, it might leave me. going to get the little the the little doll. Right. Because I don't kill, but I do steal. Uh, my so. guess is because you're a grown man, you're gonna like the Jawian the Jawian shirt. Nah, I'm gonna want that thing. I like, I like stuff I can put on my desk at work. Or put up, but with John and I had this conversation. This is not something you're gonna want to put on your desk. Is real, to, you know, yeah, collector's item memorabilia. I gotta see stuff. it. I gotta see it. That's 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 the plan for uh, yeah for that. So while while we await the mm-hmm. uh, the giveaway and John bring you back, I'll ask you this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Harrington talked about Luke Kennard mm-hmm. next year. Right, wrote a piece over the Daily Memphian talking about how many of these guys could be in a playoff type rotation mm-hmm. next year. Do you see Kennard as a part of that? Uh, well, we'll ask you after you've seen. Oh, it's hard. Gr- I'm about to make some phone calls now. Let me take, a picture, need, need let me this take a picture of you calling that hard. <laughs> there it because is. It, uh, yeah. I need this today. He's got it. I'm, I'm making. I'm, I'm making a trek to FedEx for him immediately after I leave. You're going to put this on your desk. I got a head. I got a head in Gay's room, and I got a head on this my desk. This is a children's. That toy, is fire, son. bro. Y'all crazy. This is a child's toy. A dog. A, a dog's chew toy. Oh, okay. Well, I need. <laughs> my this. kid did love it. I, I need. Jake liked it too. I He's collect, 15. I collect action figures on Smith, so I'm... Okay, that's so you'll go with the collection that you're in. Oh, bro, that is dope. Okay. Y'all need to drop this off, man. They gave y'all this? No. Uh, yeah, say, I want you to have that. All right, thank you, bro. Cool. You cool with it, bro? Oh, tap, totally. I, I... Save me a trip. I was about to go knock on somebody... FedEx Forum offices. Yeah, back to back to Canard. I'm still going to go give me a couple more. Yeah, that way, that, that way, Jason, we're going to get him out of the gift card. I appreciate uh, y'all. Are you? Uh, are you? Is Canard in a playoff rotation next year for the Grizzlies? Um, it depends on how matchup goes. Like I, I talked about that yesterday. I got people mad at me uh, about the whole Luke Canard thing because my thing is, if Luke Canard gets you a starting center, you pack up Luke Canard's bags and you know you escort him to Wilson Air and we 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 wish him uh, we bid him adieu you know but um and I, people talk about you know he's one of the best shooters and all these type of things and three point percentage and all that those things are good but typically when you're talking about guys that are shooters in the playoffs they're guys who are shooters and they do other stuff like mm-hmm. Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, generational shooters. Kevin Durant can shoot the hell out of the ball but Kevin Durant's not just out there, you know <clears throat> Run off of screens and like knocking down shots. You got guys who do that too, but those guys can also do other things. The Max Struces, the Gabe Vincents, the uh, what's the other the twin that was in Miami. Those type of guys were big time. They were big time shot makers in the playoffs, right? 
but they're also guys that you could that could do other things. Like they could defend, they could play make, they could all these things. Luke is one of those guys who he's a extraordinary, like generational level shooter. Like one of the best looking jump shots you've probably ever seen as far as when it leaves his hand. Yeah. And like I I've made I say he shoots violent three pointers. Like they ripped the net. Like he shoots the ball and it's like great to watch. But the thing with him, not just in Memphis, in his seven years of being in the NBA, teams have struggled to try to find ways to actually use him. You know what I mean? You're talking about a guy who this is his best year as far as three-point attempts, and he's shooting about six a game, and that's the most he's ever shot in his career on a team with a bunch of guys that are just guys, you know what I mean, yeah. <laughs> for the most part, and he's still not able to find his way. And people are saying like, and people are saying like, okay, well, if he's – well, I, I got to see him playing with Ja. Right? I got to see him playing with Ja. And it's like to space the floor, that's right? What you always say. And, I mean, and that would be great. But do but what does a Ja Morant, Canard, Canard defensive backward look like? Well, we know minus, right? <laughs> we know Ja has his defensive deficiencies, right? So it's like I got you. And it's like if I if I'm if I'm setting up the rotations for the game, right? And next season, let's say my starting lineup is Ja, Dez, Marcus Smart, or mm-hmm. is Ja, Dez, Vince, right? Or this, those are your two yes. one two threes, with right? You. If if I bring if I if I leave Ja in, I'm taking Desmond Bain out of the game to bring Luke Kennard in, right? Mm, yes, right, and with Vince, right? Because mm-hmm. I got to keep Vince on the court if I've got, if Luke, you've and got ja. Luke and Ja. So I got to have Vince out. So I'm smart, taking yeah. so I'm taking Desmond Bain out, right, mm-hmm. to bring to play Ja and Luke Kennard. All right. So when Ja gets tired, then I got to come back with Marcus Smart. Which is a lineup that really protects the hell out of Luke Kennard because I've got two high-level defenders and the shooter. Marcus Smart can do some playmaking. You can make that work. But why am I? Ta- why would I want to take Desmond Bain out of the game, who's a great shooter his own self and does other stuff to bring Luke Kennard in? When I'm ultimately, I ultimately can't play Ja and Luke Kennard long anyway because of defensive That's stuff. That's interesting. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of, it's, I see it's, the point now. It's a dilemma everywhere he goes. Like, mm-hmm. people don't really know because he's a hell of a you shooter. You laid that out well. And yeah. I'm not going to act like he's like some guy who's in, you know, the church league who's just who just knocked down threes and that's it. But he, it's a struggle putting him on the court. And no matter how you try to sum it up, he's either your fourth guard or your fifth guard, depending on what you're calling Vince Williams. Mm-hmm. I call Vince Williams a guard. guard. Can, he, can he defend – uh, threes and fours, Absolutely, yes. but he's a guard. But I I'm think he, he's a guard. He's about 6'4", six, 6'3". Six, he's a guard. Marcus Smart is a guard. John Morant, guard. Desmond Bain, oh, guard. Right. So if, yeah. if Luke Kennard is my fifth guard in that pecking order, how valuable is he to this team? Like, Because hmm. he's shooting, he makes about two, two and three-quarter threes per game on six attempts, right? And people say, oh, I want to see him with Ja. I kind of want to see Gigi Jackson with John. You know what I mean? Yeah. I kind of want to see because Gigi knock down shots with John Morant. Can Vince Williams knock down threes with John Morant? And, and they might not be shooting 44, 45%, but if they're shooting 37, 38, I'll take it. Take I'd rather have up. those guys on the court. Because they, as you said, too, and, and, they're and, doing other things. Right. As and well. people take that as, well, saying, uh, mm. acting like he can't play or he's trash. No, man. I'm saying that if, if Luke Kennard's $15 million contract, can go get me a mid-level center. And people don't understand the salary that centers are making. James Wiseman makes $12 million a year. Robert Williams, who you said, I think he makes $12, $15 million a year. Most of your centers who can play, that's the price you're paying for these guys. Yep. You, uh, Nick Claxton makes nine. He's going to make way more than that this summer. Um, um, Hardenstein makes eight or nine million. He's going to make more than that this summer. Like This this is how much these guys cost. They're going to fall in that $12, $15 million range. So if a guy like Luke Kennard, who's my fifth guard, I've got two exciting young wings and Vince Williams and um, Gigi Jackson who are making like $4 million combined. 
and I got this $15 million guy who can shoot the, the cover off the ball. But I, I know I have to struggle to find minutes I for this struggle. dude. Because mm-hmm. even in the playoffs last year, he played, I think, um, 20 minutes a game, 18 minutes a game, something like that. It's going to be hard to to keep Luke Kennard on the on the court in the playoff situation, when John Moran is your point guard. You know what I mean? So it's, it's hard to find ways for him. And, and, there, and if – just like the whole – going back to the whole backup point guard situation, right, mm-hmm. when we had – um, and I've, all, I've said this forever. When a guy like John Morant is your starting point guard, when a guy like Marcus All was your starting center, because there was big talks about Costa Kufas, like why we had to keep Costa Kufas, right? I'm like, dude, if you're if your point guard or your center or whatever position you have is an all world, all league guy, I want that dude on the court. I don't care how good his back his backup right. is. You know I, what I mean? I, frankly, I but, want a cheap backup. Right. <laughs> I want a cheap, efficient. You can do whatever. Thousand percent. Right. I don't. I don't need. You don't need Tyus Jones behind Job ja because Tyus Jones isn't going to play. He's going to be a guy who's playing ten to fifteen minutes. I don't want Josh ja splitting minutes. I don't want Josh ja sitting down. I don't want Desmond Bain sitting down so we can get Luke Kennard minutes in. You know what I mean? And he's your he's your fifth dude in the rotation. So I don't want that. I want my guys out there. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's cool to have guys like Kennard as a luxury. But you're talking about a fifteen million dollar luxury who could be used for something much more effective, like getting your starting center. Because I think. Nine times out of ten, the Grizzlies' path to get a center this offseason will be some type of trade, whether it's a signing right. trade, uh, some type of draft day trade. Uh, not really a lot they can do in free agency. They can do some things in free agency because there are some guys that I think, even if you're playing, paying the taxpayers' exception, there are some guys I think you can get here. And that whole thing um, comes down to something people have to understand about the NBA is that a lot of those things come down to relationships and just what – players want to get done, right? Mm-hmm. Like, people talk about the Nick Claxton thing, right? And they're like, well, that's unrealistic because, you know, New Jersey, they, you know, they wanted four draft picks for, uh, they wanted a ton for uh, Mikhail. Mikhail Bridges, and, and, you know, they're not going to do that. Nick Claxton is an unrestricted free agent. I want to say that uh, Isaiah Harden, those are my two guys this summer. I got three, I got three guys I really want, I, really, I would love to see if they're on the Grizzlies. Andre Drummond, Nick Claxton, Isaiah Hardenstein. Um, Drummond you can get for I think less cheap, cheaper than those guys for sure. But uh, uh, Claxton and Hardenstein are my two guys, right? They are. I want to say Hardenstein is an unrestricted free agent too, but I know Claxton is. That's the the way the NBA works. That can happen as simple as Nick Claxton's agent calls <laughs> uh, uh, um, Zach Kleiman. He's like, hey. My client wants to be in Memphis. Let's find a way to make this work. We don't have cap space. All right, let's talk sign and trade. And it happens. It happens, bro. Like it, it would be. It would happen as simple as that. And it doesn't. It, it's not going to be like, okay, well, let's. Okay, well, how much money does Claxton? Like we're trying to sign Claxton for fifteen or sixteen or whatever, eighteen, whatever. So, well, let's let's send. Four guys whose salary equal no, it's not going to work like that. Like Brooklyn's going to say, okay, because you still got to work with them because you got to be fair, right? So Brooklyn takes Luke Kennard. We get Nick Claxton back, maybe a second-round pick or something. Goes out our way as well, and your signing trade is done. It doesn't matter about the cap space. It doesn't matter about what New Jersey wants to do. He's an unrestricted free agent. He can go wherever he wants to go. But the only caveat to that is when you're talking about those type of guys is that because I had this conversation, too. My man, uh, Chris Ingram, has uh, Twitter spaces he does for Bluff City Media. And this came up, too, because people were like, well, a guy like Claxton, man, you know, he's he's going to demand 20-something million dollars per year or whatever. And all these guys are, you know, 20, you know, whatever. They're only 
there are less and less teams in the NBA that have actual cap space, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, is Nick Claxton going to leave Brooklyn to go to Orlando? I mean, where, I, mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, you know, where is he going? You know what I mean? So uh, there's only so many teams that got money. And uh, a player's value in the open market is only as much as teams are actually able or willing the to demand. Because yeah. I remember we had these conversations about tire zones a couple years ago. I don't know, man. I think uh, teams are going to throw money at tires. Nobody threw money at tires. <laughs> no, nobody. Like, it did not happen. The, the team that had money and had cap space and had a desire for a point guard were the Knicks that summer. And he went and got a future all-star. In, uh, Jalen. But don't do that again. He's <laughs> supposed to know his name by now, bro. It's Jalen Brunson, right? Yes, they, yes. they spent money on Jalen Brunson, right? So it's not it's your value is only as valuable as you actually are, man. Is that like is that like is that pretend value? Like we that year people, oh man, our team's gonna want to throw fifteen million dollars at Tyus Jones or didn't happen. Only team that gave us the money was us. And we gave him we gave him money pretty much to raise his right raise his trade floor, like as far as if if you trade him, which they ended up doing uh with him. So it's going to be an interesting uh, summer for sure, man. Like I said, I don't have any issue with Luke Kennard. I think he's a great player. But if it comes down to getting with the team. I think you convinced me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean. Because I was all about the other oh, 28th and field goal, three-point yeah. field goal percentage, and you're going to trade Kennard. Yeah. you got to find a way to keep him. Because the thing is, man, like, you know, you got guys like Gigi Jackson who've been shooting the ball very well. Vince has shot the ball very true. well, right? Um, I don't know if I can depend on that. Yeah, yet, right? Desmond Bain is a. Uh, showed promise. Desmond sure. Bain, of course, is, is a great shooter. Yeah. I want to see those guys with John. I want to see. No, you're right about that. You know what I mean, because those are guys who I know are going to give it to you on both ends. Can find so many different ways to score, uh, especially Gigi. Man, I think that Ja, and we talk about like Zaire, right? Like, oh man, we got to like Ja really unlock Zaire. Man, go unlock the dude is really hooping though. Go like, go unlock Gigi. Yeah. that's what I'm going. We ain't never, we've never Not seen yet. a second of Ja Morant and Gigi Jackson. That's who I want to see Ja play with is Gigi for sure. Because I really think he can unlock a dude. Do like Vince too. You know, he hadn't really played with him. So, man, I'm I'm down for that type of stuff. And like I said, it's it feels kind of inevitable that, that Luke's going to get moved in a deal like that uh, if they go that route. But, you know, people, we love everybody here. Like, we don't think anybody needs to be traded. So, because there'll be people, there were people, there were people who, man, we traded David Wright. So, I'm like, I don't I don't even know what to say, man. You know what I mean? So, right. uh, it, our fan base can, you know, can be all over the place when it comes down to that, for sure. Well, go ahead. I was just going to say congratulations no. on the – Lil Grizz. Oh, man. Who you telling? I'm, Thank you. I'm amazed by how excited you are. Man, the, the matte finish on that bad boy. Man, that is fire, bro. Is, oh, yeah. I'm going by FedEx 4. It they was designed in Memphis. They got to give me a few of them joints. Made in China. You know what I mean? Probably designed in Memphis, made in China. That's what's up. Proudly made in China. You talking about it's a kid's toy. You can't even be under three and own this thing. 15 yeah, and up. I think he means 15 like- plus, man. That you have, yeah, I don't know how. How, they how is that possible? That it's only that. for children what? fifteen plus. That thing is a a doll. What did it say? No, I mean it's said. That's why I said. How is that possible? I mean, he's well, showing it's, 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 it's a it's fifteen a, something. Is that what that means? I don't know that, but that, means. that cannot this, mean this that, does mean no people under three, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, choking yeah. hazard. Yeah, I think Jason, you're misgendering it though. It's like it's man, more like a figure. Fire, it's a, it's man. a figure. What, about, what am I calling it? A doll. It's a, like a figure. It's look a, at that man. A, a doll is like a Barbie. It's a bit of a doll. Bro, a, a, hey, this is one of the best give outs they've done, bro. Y'all are crazy. That man, is hard, bro. You have lost your mind in here. Look at it, man. It's one of the best ones they've ever done. It's pretty generic, bro. You are the only person saying that this is great. Everybody else has a dog, little dude. I've got a designer's eye, so the dude designed is fire, bro. Y'all look crazy. Well, I, y'all, y'all don't mean the dog dude's design. You don't I'm think, just saying I mean, you what don't it think is. it could have had a little bit more detail? No, nah, like, the, the lack of details would make it hard, bro. Like, this is what you see on stuff like nowadays. It's man. not a Funko, Man, though. look at the box, though. 
the box is the box is cool. It's that not, mug is hard. Look at the thing. It's got that like that matted, like that matte dry look. That yeah. mug is hard, bro. I'm gonna tweet out your excitement about this thing just so people can hey, see. Hey, they better they better make hope their I don't own, make their own determination. Yeah, I better hope y'all don't see the little, little little bear on a shirt. Uh grizzly. <laughs> I will I will uh modify that joint on y'all. Did you uh, what's what's your number one all time? Giveaway? Yeah. Um I ain't gonna lie, man. That Jaron Jackson thing they did this year is up there. That uh, that door thing, like the the oh the, the size chart, the growth, yeah, yeah, it's oh, pretty I never cool. Saw that one. Yeah, Cage got, got that one. in this room. Like this, it looks really, good. it looks really good, um, in the room. Okay. Um, yeah, I like that. That's one championship belt. That first championship belt, the design was cool. It was stupid small though. I could have went with a cheaper belt with a little bit more size to it. It would have been fire. But it, that, those were cool. All the scarves are cool to me. Uh, any bobblehead, of course. Um, the album, Zebo album. The Zebo album was tight. The uh, the Mount Grismore thing was that was pretty dope. That. Um, I'm forgetting some. I'm sure. Oh, the uh, the uh, 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 James Johnson neck tattoo that was that was pretty dope too. Even though I forgot it was, about that one. It's literally nothing. Like it's something you're gonna you can't really keep them. You can't display them and that type of stuff. But yeah, this is up there, man. Y'all are sick, man. Well, I'm sure the the designer really appreciates you, and so do the Grizzlies. How you've held that thing up, so it's way to, something else. Way I to got come balance this, uh, us out. It's something else I got this fire too. I can't think of what it is, but yeah, I started my little collection. I got stuff in my my day job office, in engaged room. I got to get a couple more of these joints. I can get you another. Yeah, give me one. Of my yeah, I get you. I get you mine. <laughs> it's hard. Dig that. He is Anthony St.